Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Izzy Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from movies. movies. And tonight. Tonight. We start off Black Superhero Month with a bar, Black Superman from 1977. The first Black Superman. Yes, yes. Many, many different names for this one. <laughs> uh, but we also have a special guest joining us. Brent, are you there? Hey! Hey! Yeah, Brent from Home Video Hustle! That's right. And he's come to join us. Fantastic. How about you, man? Beautiful sunny day here in the Bay Area. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous February weather of 72 <laughs> degrees. What is happening? How about you? <laughs> What's that good, good 30 degrees outside? Ooh, brisk. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve shorts and tank top weather? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, some jeans and t-shirt and go out skiing. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but one, one time I was in Utah in winter. Actually, I did it twice, but one time with my sweet husband. It was negative three, and he didn't bother to zip his coat up. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, you know, I was fine. <laughs> he wasn't cold. I was freezing. I was wearing, like silks and a wool sweater and a jacket and still whining. People <laughs> <laughs> uh, walking around with shorts on around here too, believe me. There you go. All right. 30 degrees is a heat wave. <laughs> Excellent. Well, before we get into the movie, I'm a little parched. Uh, Brent, you got a beverage with you by chance? Yeah, I got a little something right here. I got some of this uh, coconut rum and vanilla Coke I'm sipping on. Ooh. That sounds like a hell of a combo. Shit, let's switch this up. But, uh... <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Excellent. That sounds perfectly smooth. Uh, what do we got, then? Well, in honor of oh, Abar, <laughs> the first Black Superman, and uh, African American Heritage Month, we have from Boulevard Brewing, The Dark Truth. <laughs> <laughs> Imperial Stout. <laughs> Excellent. All right, well, let's uh, pop the top here before we start dispensing the truth. So uh, based (laughs) on our previous uh, encounter with this beer, I'm going to go ahead and just get a bucket ready because these may have uh, been a little over-carbonated. They tend to fizzle. Yeah, the last one kind of uh, exploded. Across the living room. I was sucking a lot ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Ready? Unrelated. I heard it. 
go. <laughs> that ball just fart? Oh my god. <laughs> You're right, baby. You smell. This is one is on there. There we go. Hey, oh, hey, that's not too bad. All right. Actually, I think this might be flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that had it did like nothing. It was like the cap came off, and it was like. Like, well, we'll see. We'll see. Don't judge a bottle by its looks unless you're a beer judge. And the pour. <laughs> oh, there we go. There's some foam. Hey. Wow. This is a jet black beverage. Ooh. Um, nice dark khaki colored head on it. Yeah. All right, Brad, I'm going to hold this up to the, uh, the microphone here. See if you can uh, smell it or... No, I was getting a little something off of it. A little aroma. It smells like uh, like a laptop. A little bit of... <laughs> it's no. like plastic. It's smells like a lot of plastic. <laughs> Maybe gone bad. I wouldn't put that in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this is a super dark beverage. A little bit of light will go through it. It has like a brown highlights. No ruby highlights on this puppy. Lots of uh, roasty aroma. Steve's got yeah, in for yeah, the sip. Definitely got the roasty aroma uh, flavor. It's a lot, very, a lot of coffee notes and uh, yeah. a little bit of chocolate. Mm. Damn good. Delightful. Yeah, why don't you top off that glass? There we go. <laughs> All right. So, a bar. First Black Superman. Brent, had you seen this movie before? I have not. I thank you and Brandon from Cult 45 for hipping me to it because I'm mad. I pride myself on having a great black movie collection i didn't have this one. Ah, nice. now yeah. you do yeah as do know. we we also have uh some wonderful movies like dolomite and uh, you know a couple others <laughs> running around but what, what are some of your favorites from the 70s era well dolomite for sure absolutely <laughs> dolomite superfly shaft the mac yeah oh, uh, black caesar uh, oh, oh god i haven't I, seen black caesar in the longest time I oh you never seen it oh no no i i seen it but it was like yeah 10 12 years ago probably yeah yeah I, i've seen a lot of them but it's always like wait was that the one where this <laughs> wait was that the one where the black man was being oppressed or <laughs> wait is that the one with the afro that's the one with the afro yes definitely. okay all right <laughs> i shamefully have not seen as many of the exploitation films as uh as you guys have, while well, you guys were busy watching those, I was busy watching the animal exploitation films like All the 70s, Dogs yeah. and Night. Orca, the Killer Whale, Night of the Lepus, Night of the Lepus, <laughs> um, Grizzly. Oh god, Grizzly's a good one. <laughs> Grizzly's great. <laughs> I've been slowly bringing Steve in on the uh, the animal exploitation films, but basically, picture this movie, but instead of oppressed black men, it's animals. Getting revenge on people who murdered their unborn children. <laughs> <laughs> so very similar. I think I've actually seen Grizzly before. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Did, did you see the remake they did a couple years ago with Thomas Jane and Billy Bob Thornton and? That was called Grizzly <laughs> Maze, right? Yeah, yeah, into the Grizzly Maze. Yeah, uh, James Marsden, Piper Perabu. Like nobody ever <laughs> heard of this movie, and I was like, wait. <laughs> Why is this not even getting publicized? Oh, no. It popped up in one of our news feeds that it was coming yeah. out. And yeah. you and I were like, wait, there's a remake of Grizzly? <laughs> I think we, like, watch it the day it hit Netflix. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, but that's for another week. Um, <laughs> uh, so a bar. Um, yeah. Gosh, where where to start with this movie? Um, White people don't like black people. Well... <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> well, we can start with the first line of the movie, which is... Let's get rid of these crooked politicians. Yeah. I, I thought that was kind of hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right. 
<laughs> Topical. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then um, there's a the family moving in next door, and uh, we hear eavesdrop on uh, a neighbor lady, uh, apparently named Mabel, who is having a conversation with somebody. And I just one of the other neighbors. Yeah, I I just couldn't focus on what they were talking about because her collar was on point. Oh, her the collar on her shirt. <laughs> the collars on all of her shirts in this movie are like six and a half feet long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they like go out to her like shoulders, and it's amazing. I I miss the seventies for that reason. <laughs> Said the man born in nineteen eighty one. Oh yeah, Brent. Uh, opinions on the neighbor ladies? <laughs> a lot of them. I, it, it, it didn't surprise me, but it surprised me that it jumped right into it right from the beginning. I was like, oh, oh. okay, it's one of those movies. Huh? Yeah, it was like <laughs> like minute two, first end bomb, got it. <laughs> that's, right. the, that's the maid in the butler. Uh, oh yeah, she was so insistent on it too. Like, no, no, you're Wait. the maid and he's the chauffeur. No, we're the after they did. Yeah. We're the Kincaids. We're moving in. My husband's a doctor. Our children are perfect. By the way, where is your husband? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like holy shit. Oh, oh, and then and then the I'll, I'll burn this house to the ground. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> this is getting to hundred real quick. Yeah, I'm like, uh, and I I I I, I don't know. I gr- growing up in Utah. I mean, I know nothing about well, having african-american neighbors yeah, it, well for one yes absolutely so i'm like was this like a real thing back in the 70s that's fucking horrible <laughs> i grew up in california so it was just like the more the merrier like i have this is the only way to get crucified in california is to be like a racist oh man so i mean i was literally raised by like hippies and atheists and just like so this place seemed like California where it took place, but I don't know how to call it, was it Meadow Park or Mello? It felt very L.A. to me. Yeah, yeah, but but like if we were in Alabama, I could totally see this happening, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Brent, did you catch where this is supposed to be? Um, I didn't, I didn't catch it in the movie where it was supposed to be, but I looked up some stuff about it and I saw where it was actually filmed at, though. It was filmed in Los Angeles, but it was, it was shot in Baldwin Hills and Watts. Oh, ah, okay, okay. Okay. Damn. Yeah, say, yeah. It, knowing a little little bit of history at the time, I could I could see where Watts would have uh, neighborhoods what? where there's some of that going. On. Uh. What are you talking about? Watts is known for all its love and compassion, right? <laughs> City of like brotherly love or something. If I know my California love song at all, I know uh, <laughs> they, they, they get it popping. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, when the Watts riots were happening, my mom was living in the house she lived in now, which, uh, Steve, what what area, what kind of neighborhood would you say my mom's neighborhood is? Ghetto adjacent? Ghetto, ghetto adjacent, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, it's uh, there's there's definitely a certain time of day you want to be indoors, that's for sure. <laughs> the hookers don't hang out on her lawn, they hang out over by the garage. Over by the, the yeah, yeah, by the garage where it's darker. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're not rude. They don't. They want to be right in her front yard. That was that was the biggest, the funniest thing. Like I did not know the hookers were hanging out by my mom's house until she was like, "I just wish that they wouldn't yell at four in the morning." <laughs> I'm just like, "Oh my god, mom, let's put up a light or a camera. <laughs> they can move down the street. <laughs> Tell them to go hang out by the high school." There's <laughs> <laughs> probably more traffic out there anyway. <laughs> right, Twenty Third Street, man. 
So a bar. Black a bar. Super- <laughs> Black Superman. Black Superman. Uh, yeah, so then there's the, the was it the homeowners agency meeting? Uh, and they basically said, oh, we, we, we got to convince them to move out. and let's, let's try buying them out or muscling them out or something. I don't know. Yes, but we have to remember that, uh, so the family is stay-at-home mom, two young kids, uh, a boy and a girl, and Dr. Kincaid, who uh, we find out later does genetic testing. Indeed. Uh, oh, and they also... Uh, when they when they make the offer, he casually mentions it's the third time they've moved in three months, and I'm like, "That's fucking horrible." No <laughs> wonder he doesn't want to move again. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I uh, there was a time in my life where I moved like three times in three years, and I was like, "Nope, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm living here now." This is me now. Yeah. There's a protest out in front of their yard uh, mm-hmm. with wow, some incredible incredible oh, signs. a lot of honkies in there. <laughs> <laughs> but it says it, somebody only a few shades darker than Tom Petty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, the thing that got me, it made me laugh because I, I was like, damn. Everybody got the signs, you know, they say what they say on there. I won't say it on the show. But they say some stuff on there. Some of those signs, yeah. I would encourage anybody who uh, is planning on watching this movie Pause on the signs. Just just read them to yourself. Some of them. You know what? Gotta give them props for creativity. <laughs> <laughs> it, it reminded me of the scene in Die Hard with Avengers in the beginning where Bruce Willis, they put him down there and had him oh. around with the sign on. Yeah, yeah. Very, very similar <laughs> to that. Like, <laughs> lovely day we're having. <laughs> <laughs> now the thing that got me though was everybody had the sign but then just a dude with like the swastika, uh, swastika around his arm just came out of nowhere throwing up the how hitler i was like what the fuck like whoa 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 right, <laughs> right? i can see like some of the neighbor people being like whoa 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 slow your roll i, I i'm an agent <laughs> <laughs> look stan you're taking it too far again like, this is los angeles guys <laughs> Or somebody can see it, but out in LA, I ain't expected the swastika Nazi to come around. Now, it's been it's funny too because anytime he was in the shot, anytime you can see him, he was always throwing up his arm too. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> he it, knew the camera was on him. Yeah, <laughs> like does anybody know that guy? Did he just show up, or <laughs> by the way, I'm picturing that actor in real life. Like he's one of those background actors. He goes home to like. I don't know, let's say he's like East Indian like wife and children because it's California and everybody's yeah. with everybody and he's just like, honey, I got a part! Got a part. <laughs> you know? It's a superhero movie! <laughs> like 10 years ago, grandkids, that's me! Uh, yeah, the sad thing is like, I was looking up like, because uh, you know, we have like the, the two main stars, Dr. Kincaid and Obar and like seeing like other things they had been in. Uh, nothing much. Uh, the guy that played a bar was the third Indian in uh, Escape from New York, which I thought was cool. <laughs> but other than that, still need to see that. You can oh. see Escape from New York? What? I have it, but I, I have it. I have it here. I got. I actually bought that in Big Trouble in Little China, so I own them. But I, I'm saving them for the show. Uh, <gasps> oh my uh, goodness! Okay. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China is Izzy's favorite movie of all time. We're actually looking at the framed laser disc of it right now. <laughs> it's my childhood laser disc. I'll sponge Izzy. Because my dad made good decisions. We had a Betamax player, a VHS player, and an HD DVD player. Oh, damn. Yeah. And then eventually my dad broke down and bought a VHS because Disney wasn't making betas anymore. <laughs> Yeah, picking winners. <laughs> so, 
Well, but 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 I was picturing uh, like I was picturing the the actress that played Mabel today, like in her <laughs> mid seventies, and just like asking like, so you remember when you're in the movie A Bar Black Superman? <laughs> like, wow, uh, I get asked about that so much. <laughs> it's a role. And it needed to be played, and I owned it. I, I was really convincing, wasn't I? Wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I have lots of black friends, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> That's always the line, ain't it? Uh, <laughs> and then I had many, uh, a lot fewer after they watched the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but uh but during the protest uh a uh a biker gang shows up of uh african-american gentlemen on choppers and yeah. oh my god those some of those motorcycles were awesome those were some <laughs> rad motorcycles yeah um, some big old harleys couple of indians yeah and that's when we're introduced to uh the titular character uh, mr abar uh, i forget what his first name was it's, it's abar by the way we were saying abar but it was abar in a- the movie yeah yeah mr abar by the uh, way, I just want to say, what happened to that actor's eyebrows? Yeah, that was getting me to the whole movie. I was, I couldn't take my eyes off there every time they showed him. Yeah, well, and then he's bald too. So I actually tried to Google it and try and find out, like, okay, does there's that disease where you you're you like you don't have hair follicles or like your hair follicles aren't working right. So it's like, does he have that? Could not find anything except for a bunch of people asking what happened to his eyebrows. <laughs> I was like, it's all bad because they had those shots where they zoom real tight on his face too. Oh so yeah, yeah. But notice, yes, yeah. There's, there's like the whole like last third of the movie is just eye shots of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then people doing ridiculous things. Yeah. <laughs> I love that last third of the movie. The Black Front Unity, you know, a group of people from the ghetto, basically kind of like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll help, we'll help you out, but you should really come to the ghetto and help us our internal infrastructure basically and help us rise up whereas you got out and i thought okay that's i mean that's definitely one way of doing it but it's his choice too i i I know like like giving back to the community and everything's always always fantastic but but he's also like no i have to be close to the hospital because i have this very important project i'm working on and it's and it's and it's it's basically just teased through the first two acts of the movie and it, it, i, I love his to lab close to his lab yeah his lab is amazing there's there's <laughs> yes. the human skull sitting on a dresser there's all the you know all the various uh cylinders and oh god yeah. what are they called uh, yeah the like testing tubes with different colored liquids and yeah, yeah he has the regular mad scientist thing so something i've noticed throughout this movie Somebody attached to the film's, like, sister or aunt was a painter. Yes. <laughs> and enjoyed painting Martin Luther King. Um, and as a person who is a painter, this is definitely, like, self-taught, pretty decent at faces, but definitely homemade acrylic paintings. And they're kind of everywhere in the movie, and I kind of love them. Like, yeah. there's a very, like, American folksy thing, but... Yeah, that uh. Yeah, the one in the lab where it's like the him on on top of the mountain and the the doves flying around or whatever. Yeah, that like, was that's... that was definitely like, oh, I painted this great face. I didn't center it. What else am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> As a painter who's made that mistake, that's why you sketch it out first. And um, then uh, on the front of the BFU headquarters, there's a big picture oh. of uh, Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Yeah, and... oh, yeah. yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> 
Which, again, I'm pretty sure painted by the same girlfriend, sister, and I don't know why I'm getting a female vibe off of it. <laughs> the paintings. Uh, probably. Uh, <laughs> as, as the... Uh... As a professional artist, I'll, I'll defer to you. <laughs> We're going to get an angry email from, like, Donovan, something or another. Like, that was my paintings, motherfucker. <laughs> was, was an Andy Warhol original. How dare you? <laughs> was it a Thomas Kincaid? Oh. <laughs> no. Um, but, yeah, so so he's doing his research. Uh, but then there, there's one time he comes home. He's sleeping. There's a uh, ring of the doorbell late at night, mm-hmm. and the wife answers the door, and there's a fucking skin cat hanging in front of the yes, doorway. Yes, their cat. Oh, poor little kitty. Meow, meow. Was that, ha- was that hanging from his guts? I couldn't tell if it yeah. was his guts. Yeah, yeah they like, sh- like by the intestines. Yeah, and, they like strung oh. it up by okay, its intestines. That's what I thought. Yeah, it was, it was very quick, but it was like, whoa, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I caught it the second time when there's the flashback later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's uh. That's surprisingly graphic, and I did notice that there wasn't a uh, no animals harmed on this movie. <laughs> yeah. No budget. Yeah. So you probably just found, found it in the street. You had to wipe the the skid marks off them. And... <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope that's what it was. Yeah. Not just like hmm, shelter cats are cheap. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Front Street Animal Shelters Here, have kitty, a free option. Have cream. Yeah. <laughs> and it was so pretty little Siamese too. <clears throat> Oh yeah, uh, but and then the next morning, uh, uh, Doctor Kincaid's going to work, and there's two gentlemen whistling Dixie with a casket on the sidewalk. Right. By the way, uh, the neighborhood's going through a bunch of expense. Like they're spending their own cash to drive this family out. True, and, and that seemed like a pretty nice casket, but right. But it's a casket on a sidewalk. It's like, are are there no cops? Are are the cops in on it? Are these guys cops? Is are they is on strike like the last on. couple movies? I don't know. Is it wrong that I would immediately be like, hey, kids, we're going to turn that into a playhouse for you. <laughs> like, Thank you, gentlemen, for the free wood and satin. <laughs> I'm such an asshole. As, as the gentlemen are about to rough up Dr. Kincaid, uh, in comes uh, Mr. Abar and a couple of his friends on a garbage truck. Yeah. He starts beating some ass. Woo! And... Uh, Basically, it's at that time Dr. Kincaid uh, makes him an offer to basically be a, like a bodyguard for him because apparently the neighbors are fucking psychos and are willing to do just about anything to get them out of the neighborhood. And he's moved three times. He's not moving again. All right. So this is where I'm going to bring up my other point. I've lived in neighborhoods for a long time and... Well, my whole life I've lived in neighborhoods, but there are neighborhoods I've lived in for a very long time and either had no idea who my neighbors were, or I've lived next to actual psychos. I lived next to a meth head truck driver who beat his kids (laughs) and starved three dogs to death in his backyard and came after my family with a shotgun. We lived next to that motherfucker for like 12 years. (laughs) Like, 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 there were just very, like, our interactions were awful, but it was so rare. It was like... We were going to move just because Martin was an asshole. By the way, <laughs> Take that, I Martin. hear he's in jail now. <laughs> Probably for the pets. No, well, that was the crazy fucking shit. After we starved the second one to death, we, we'd we been calling Animal Control the whole time. Animal Control came out. He told them, like, oh, the dog just doesn't eat. And they just left. 
I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? I mean, granted, like, it's a town, not a city, or, like, it's not an actual city, it's a town, it's kind of unincorporated, but, yeah, no, uh, Sacramento County, I'm fucking calling you guys out, you did nothing to save Tito, that poor fucking dog. Y'all suck. Right? Eat a bag of dick, Sacramento County Animal Control, you don't do <laughs> shit. You don't deserve to be the capital. They're also the ones who came out because somebody claimed our, uh, our sheep were unsheared and our horse was malnourished and it turned out our sheep were sheared they were so fat they looked unsheared <laughs> and our horse was considered morbidly obese <laughs> all right then we got three complaints about a starving horse i think they had the wrong address <laughs> Damn. you've seen dusty honey does she look like she's starving no in no, the least bit no, in the least no <laughs> <laughs> Y'all hear a funny neighborhood story? I got one for y'all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, PJ ain't here. He in the story, too. Oh, nice. <laughs> PJ, um, like, we, he grew up more in the suburbs. I grew up more in the, you know, the, the ghetto. I guess you say, fuck it. And um, <laughs> one day, it was like when we we were, like, not friends maybe for, like, a year or two at this point. So it was, like, fresh in the game. And uh, we were having a barbecue at my grandmother's house. And there was these apartments across the street. And, you know, it was a bunch of stuff that went down over there. Hookers lived over there. Drug dealers lived over there. But they mind their own business most of the time. We were all on the front porch, me, P, everybody, my whole family for the most part. And a big argument happens across the street. They're yelling. And, of course, we're all just sitting up there like, oh, what the hell's going on? And then a pregnant woman comes out the house, you know, stomach all out there. And she's yelling at this guy. He ain't got no shirt on, big muscle dude. Mm-hmm. And they're going back and forth. And PJ's looking at me because he's like, no, he's not used to seeing none of this. So he's getting the hype. He's excited. He's like, yo, this, this is real? I'm like, yeah. This ain't, this is whatever. But then... Crazy, it gets crazy because the guy ends up like shoving the girl down and she gets back up and she like smacks him and um so a couple people were gonna go over there but then this dude came out he came out with a sawed off shotgun oh jesus and was pointed at her but then as he started talking he was like waving it around so like no joke all at the same time anytime it, he waved it toward my grandma's house my whole me and my whole family ducked all at the same time it was like it was like scripted or something <laughs> and then um they called we called the cops because he's like no now this dude got a gun but eventually it died down because the cops took like 40 minutes to an hour to get there yeah that's about right yeah and they were still outside and the cops didn't go over there the cops came over to us and was like what's going on we're like don't come over here and let them know we called you motherfucker like what are y'all doing <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you <laughs> exactly but then I, the best part of it though was i look over at pj after all of it like finally died down and it was over and his eyes are just bugged out and this is a, a quote from PJ. This is my favorite, one of my favorite things he's ever said to me. He looks at me with these big eyes and this big smile. And he says, damn, I love the hood. <laughs> <laughs> he was loving that shit. <laughs> oh <my laughs> whatever, everyday type thing for me. I was like, this ain't that new. <laughs> this, is a, this is like a friend. The difference between how we grew up. <laughs> yeah. oh. You don't get that on Disney, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. I, I love telling people that story. He, he always laughs when I tell that. That's awesome. As somebody who grew up between the suburbs and like the country, I probably would have been right there with PJ. Like, oh my god, what's going on? And I would not put it past your neighbors to be like, hey, the family's having a barbecue. You want to see something funny? (laughs) 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 All right, I'm gonna pretend knock you down, honey, and then I'll run in and get my gun and let's just watch him duck. scene i have to say something about that scene with the casket yeah yes. yeah yeah. not only was that bullshit but the thing that got me more than anything as the scene was going on there were some there were bottles of milk 
up at the top of the steps. Yes. And the wife grabbed him and took him to the house. I was like, I'll be damned if I touch that milk. Yeah. You don't know what they probably No, no. Yeah. That's, that was my thinking, too. I was like, no, they poisoned the milk, obviously. Like, when milk got delivered, it just had, like, the little cardboard bottle caps. That's what, like, exactly. we ended up turning into pogs in the 90s. Like, yep. <laughs> there's shit in there. They put antifreeze well, in your milk, honey. Apparently, she had just forgotten that hours ago there was a strung-up cat on her doorstep. <laughs> right? If nothing else, there's cat blood in your milk. That's not, I thought there was because the label on it was red and it was looked like it was smeared near the top. Yeah. I was like, it looked like it has blood right at the top. Like, why are you grabbing that shit? <laughs> I knew it wasn't only <laughs> because my grandpa had worked for Carnation Milk. And when they stopped doing milk delivery, he took home a bunch of the, like, glass bottles. So everybody in our family has them. Like, we have a bunch. And so, like, I knew that they came with, like, red tops and they have oh, red okay. labels. So that was the only reason why I knew. Nice. Yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, yeah. No, like Carnation, and then everybody who's trying to knock off Carnation used red labels. Oh, god damn it. Pickles. Steve just got attacked by Pickles Cage. <laughs> pickles, pickles, I'll string you up outside, I swear to. Oh, okay, never mind. <laughs> god damn it. All right, well. No, honey, when we're in public, you have to pr- threaten to sell him to gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> I will sell you to gypsies. Do you want to be on my big fat American gypsy wedding? Because I'll make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so a bar uh, <laughs> yeah so he's offered basically a bodyguard job um also so i gotta talk about dr kincaid's house because that yes. upstairs the red walls and everything oh, shit. that shit was awesome oh my god and yeah, the, the, that house yeah that house was fucking the awesome. wallpaper in the bedroom oh yeah <laughs> not dated at all not in the least just you know, read about that there were like the the just the, like the huge like cabbage roses like fucking awesome. Yeah. What would you read about? Oh, when I was looking at stuff about this movie, they said that that was a whorehouse they filmed in. Oh shit! Like a brothel? Yep. Fuck yeah! That's awesome. <laughs> that explains the vibrating bit. No, I don't know. <laughs> Gosh. I, I... So whose cousin was the mistress? Yeah, that's what I was, what I was like. <laughs> So it was like the like the producer's side hustle. <laughs> Angie, we need to borrow your house. You ain't using my house. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, after that scene, um, no, no, there's the kids playing with the the frisbees in the front yard. Yes, and it goes into the neighbor's yard. And it goes to the neighbor's yard, and she uh, fucking freaks out and like has a heart attack or passes out or whatever. <laughs> and so like, Doctor Kincaid takes her inside because that can only go well. Yeah, yeah, and, and like. She actually passed out. I thought she had, like did a pratfall, like to act like she was jacked up. Like she actually passed out. Though. Oh no! She... If you listen to the last like three minutes of dialogue, she did actually pass out. Yeah. Oh. Okay. We will find out later why. Yeah, yeah, but, but yeah, she, like, like, cause yeah, he takes oh, her inside funny. and calls up his her, her doctor and uh, yeah, like oh okay, all right, she needs some oxygen, you know, blah blah blah. Yeah, there's some in my car, and Steve's like, why do you leave containers of explodable oxygen <laughs> in your car? <laughs> That was like the first major outburst from my husband during this I was movie. Like, make sure you grab the oxygen and not the nitrous because that will have a very different effect. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. After that, uh, there's there's somebody sneaking into the house late at night. Mr. Abar follows behind him and stops him in the act. Yeah. We find out it's the uncle. Yep. <laughs> Dr. Kincaid's brother. And it's like, you should be dead right now. <laughs> right. 
were they brothers in real life? Because they did very much, like, they both had, like, the same nose. They had the same haircut, which definitely helped, but I don't know. Don't have They had, like, the same nose and brow line. Like, I was actually like, wait, which one's Dr. Kincaid? <laughs> the one not trying to convince him to move away. <laughs> right. I don't know. Did, Brent, did you see anything in your research or know anything about these actors? Now I'm looking at the cast list. They both got different last names, so I don't think they're oh. related. It, yeah. Am I wrong, or was that good? actually good casting? Oh, yes, yeah. damn good casting. Okay, like I, because I don't want to be that like, oh, all black people look the same because they don't. <laughs> <laughs> but those guys did. I 100 percent legit. They looked like brothers. <laughs> uh, and then we're also introduced to the kids' race car bed, which was fucking awesome. By the way, I called bullshit on that race car bed because no race car bed is big enough for two kids to sit in. <laughs> One race car bed's like not big enough for two infants. Like, I'm sorry, they're tiny. They're always tiny. Well, maybe maybe they were bigger back in the 70s, you know, like the muscle cars. Maybe. <laughs> it's a muscle That's car. Why the race car was in the whorehouse. <laughs> right? Oh, oh my God, you're right. Oh, <laughs> mm. <laughs> hey. oh it's weird fantasies going on in there. Pe- people go, people are into different things. We're not here to judge. I mean, we're going to judge anyway, but we're not here to judge. Oh, <laughs> shit. Speaking of weird fantasies, this is when we get the kids dream. Uh, back in the oh old God. west, that, that comes out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. The old west. <laughs> I was like writing down a note or something and looked back up, and it was like, well, "Why are we watching?" Uh, oh, you the, thought, the range, or you, you know, you, you thought we had we we had a bad copy, and it was a different movie. Yeah, like it had switched to a different movie, <laughs> and then you were like, "Nope, that's the same cast." Yeah, well, and then and then Mr. Abar shows up uh, as Deadwood Dick. And uh, starts capping motherfuckers, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'm in now. <laughs> Brent, how did you feel about the uh, the random uh, uh, cowboys <laughs> scene going on in there? I just burst the hell out laughing because, like you, I was looking down at my phone or writing down something. I look up, I'm like, where the fuck did the <laughs> smoke come from? Yeah, I must have missed the I whole thing. I like hit the button on my remote. I must have hit the uh, like or missed like the dissolve fade or whatever. To, I didn't was see into it either. Like, I think and... it just like cut to it. I, <laughs> maybe I wasn't paying hundred percent attention. I thought I was, but I'm just like, wait, what? And then I'm just gonna go ahead and say I call bullshit on that little girl's hair in that dream sequence. <laughs> There's no way she's got pigtail braids in the old west. Where is she getting her hair straightened? <laughs> oh shit! Didn't think about that. <laughs> There's another thing uh, about this movie that I, we, we both kind of commented on on different parts where the audio was a little off and uh, it was a, a lot of some scenes, especially in the second half, a lot. They may have not also done second takes because there were a couple yeah. c- couple choices where it was like, oh, that, that's the one that made it to print. OK. Especially with the kids lines. It's like, you, you oh. don't want a second take on that? Really? Maybe this was the best take? <laughs> Yeah, the other the, they, they ran out of money making it, so it probably was only one take. <laughs> we, we've only got forty feet of film. We really have to keep it tight, guys. <laughs> uh, oh. Now I'm going to tell mother on you. Uh, All right, that's it. Oh. We're done. <laughs> oh god, the next that's great. <laughs> Check. <laughs> Print it. <laughs> uh, sorry, we didn't get sound on that one. Ah, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple of scenes with no audio. Well, well, there's also a lot where, like, instead of audio, they throw in the song, because that pops up about three dozen times. <laughs> yes, they have their original score, and they used it repetitively. I love that song, 
Oh, this oh, it's awesome. good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Funky. Anything with a washboard, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you can look that song up on YouTube. It is 14 minutes long, and I'm pretty sure it plays at least five times during the movie. So, <laughs> oh, at least, yeah. It's just that one loop too. Like it's this 14 minutes of that one loop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> every 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 16 bars is on loop. <laughs> <laughs> oh and it's so good in 70s so then the the next morning there's a gentleman outside setting a bomb on to dr king Kate's house and it's wait was, was that was that the one that was, was like, no audio yeah yeah there was no the audio kids, like yelling at him and then he runs away and it's yeah. like it's like wait are we supposed to be hearing this or is this like the bomb's gone off and it's a mop situation <laughs> like are you blown out <laughs> Yeah, and then, the, so the guy's pulling away, and the kid's chasing after him. With his toy six shooter. Uh, and so the guy runs him over with his car. Poor kid. Yeah, that... Nah, nah, fuck, fuck, poor kid. That made me mad. I, that legit got mad. That seems like, you dumbass, why are you standing in the street? Yeah, no shit. I'm not gonna uh, lie, that was also my thought. I was yeah. like, kid, get the fuck out of the street yeah. with a guy who's trying to kill I'm your a- parents. Yeah, exactly. I wrote dumbass kid in my notes right there. Yeah. <laughs> and you're done. <laughs> so you're saying this. So was this more oh a. Uh, this is more a Darwin award? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> dumbass. Yeah. Oh, fuck it. So now Dr. Kincaid's son is dead. There's the funeral. I got to give it to uh, the gal playing the wife. That scene, I felt awful for her. She did such a great job. And then all the neighbors just watering their lawns and staring. That was fucked up. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. I was kind of wondering if that's where the movie was going to take like a Stepford Wives kind of turn. Like all the neighbors are killer killer robots or something. (laughs) Because they're all just staring and then they just slowly recede into the back. Background <laughs> cannot translate emotions. <laughs> Pretty much, where I thought the movie, I was kind of hoping the movie was going to go completely off the rails. So yeah, and then this is where uh, Doctor Kincaid talks to Mister Abar about his formula, and, the, and he shows him the bunny. Yes, not only that, he shoots that fucking bunny <laughs> repeatedly. <the> But the bunny is fine because the formula makes you super strong and uh, invulnerable to, uh, I guess, everything. Uh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, now now we're, now we're starting to actually, you know, we're only an hour and 20 minutes into this movie. We're just going to get into some superhero stuff now. By the way, honey, second movie on this podcast uh, with uh, superhero bunnies. That's true. That are genetic experience. <laughs> Genetically modified bunnies. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's a shame there's not more. <laughs> I'm. I will find us more genetically modified bunny movies. <laughs> please, please don't. Uh, Preferably from the sixties or seventies. Yeah, this is where Doctor Kincaid and uh, Mister Abar basically offers the serum to Mister Abar so that he'd be invincible. Because I, I guess he, he did those tests earlier, and it was like, ah, oh, you're a great match uh, mentally and physically. And but then. Uh, Mr. Abar starts talking about how he, you know, I get really angry, get fits of rage. And so Dr. Wow. Kincaid immediately regrets giving him the formula. Yeah. And then it takes a weird turn where it's like Dr. Kincaid's like, I have to end this before, before it's too late. And I was like, wait, what? It's out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, literally five seconds ago, you were perfectly okay with this. He says, you know, occasionally I get angry. It's like, oh, so you are human. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, but that—that's when it becomes a basically a chase movie, trying to find uh, Mr. Abar. 
before a bar uh, a bar a bar a bar what is it a bar a bar a bar one of my favorite locations <laughs> yeah uh, sorry that's how i remember it um <laughs> and then yeah basically from there uh i i've written down jesus in a fog machine <laughs> that, that might be a little later Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. They're running around and, like, trips or whatever and, like, looks up and he sees Jesus and there's, like, the fog all around. I was like, oh, all right. (laughs) That's right. There's the drunk driver that gets pulled over by the police and he makes a run for it and gets shot and he's got a gun. Oh, never mind. He doesn't have a a gun. He was just running. Oh, he's got a gun now. And Mr. Abar threw it on him. Yeah, yeah, threw it on him. And... The police throw the gun on him, and Mr. Abar is standing on the fence right there, like, Hey, I saw that, motherfuckers. <laughs> Did and, you recognize the one main cop that uh, shot him and said he got the gun? No, who is it? He's the main bad cop from Dolomite. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 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 when I saw that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, he looked familiar. I'm like, uh, he's probably in, like an episode of Rockford Files or something we've watched recently. But, <laughs> yeah. God, fuck, that's Dolomite. I wonder if that guy's still around. Maybe we could try to interview him. He's probably got some great stories. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he played a dick well. Um, yeah. So then now, the, so now, the, so now the police, uh, you know, they, they fire Mr. Abari. He goes running off. Um, I forget to like call it in. Like, so now everybody's chasing after him, trying to find him. All the cops go like, oh yeah, he killed the, this guy in a dead end. And we, we totally weren't doing anything. We weren't even pulling him over. We just right place, right time. Uh-huh. Right. Y'all buying that? <laughs> we don't mind at all. Oh, oh, that's right. Okay, then after the Jesus fog machine thing, that's when uh, the pigs show up at the hideout, and all the all the biker gang guys, the yeah. the BFUs there with, with their uh, bedazzled jackets, with their wonderful bedazzled jackets. <laughs> I, guess, I guess that's what was what was popping. What, what was gangster back in the seventies? I don't know. I don't know, but uh, it made know, me man. think of the like. The late '80s, early '90s, there was like the bedazzler kits, where yeah. it was like a little, the little punch girls could like add <laughs> sequins and sparkles to their dresses. Yeah. Uh, so, so they're at this hideout, and uh, Mr. A Bar is just sitting there, like meditating, like just in there chilling. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm, "I'm becoming one with the universe." I don't know. He, oh, wait, he he was in addition to getting his powers, he was given the like original spirit or something i didn't i didn't write it down yeah i didn't write down either but but he has an ancient power and it's calling him that's it yeah and channeling through his soul he's merely a vessel yeah and and of course his friends are just kind of like what what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) but then that's when the cops show up oh Oh, yeah 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 yeah, he was just saying there yeah he said yeah something about like an ancient power and tapping into it stuff like that i'm just like wait what yeah, that's why he gets so calm at the end of the movie. He is one. He's one with the force. And this. And this is. Yes, I'm. I'm with the force. The force is with me. I'm the force. The force is with me. Uh, but then the cops show up, and that's when we're introduced to his superpowers, which are, uh, of course, invulnerability. Because there's the the shootout, and they all just yeah. basically unload on him, and nothing happens. And so then they just start fighting each other. Yeah, well, because he tells them to. He channels them to. Oh, okay. 
Because, you know, just like one or two of the guys are like, well, he's not dying, so fuck this, I'm out. And they're like, no, you get back well, here and you keep shooting him. Because that's when we him. get the first, like, close-up of his yeah. eyes and not eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then there's his other magic tricks, like turning liquor into milk. <laughs> yes, he walks by and is judging the guy sitting drinking 40s on the street corner, turns all their liquor into milk. Uh, like he makes the purse snatcher return the purse by making and... the poor guy run around in circles. Yeah, it's like ran at like double speed or triple speed or something like yeah. that. So it's like, wait, was that on purpose? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Uh, and then the 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 pimp uh, when when it, one of his ladies doesn't uh, doesn't provide any income. Yeah, and so oh, he's about yeah. to smack her, and then. He had bigger breasts than most of his hookers, so. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, but, uh, that shirt was not helping his figure out. <laughs> nah, it really wasn't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Like big worm from Friday almost. Yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, okay, maybe that's where it was. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, uh, one of the hookers doesn't pay, and then uh, Abar gives her the power to beat the shit out of her pimp. <laughs> the power of kung fu. Yeah. <laughs> Because it was funny, I wasn't surprised. I had a feeling it was gonna be her that didn't have no money because she wasn't even dressed like a hooker. She was dressed like she was going to the office. Yeah, yeah. right. I know. It was like, like none of them were dressed real slutty. Yeah, like uh. they were all dressed pretty professionally. But she was like straight up in like a pantsuit, and she's just like, no, I'm not gonna pay yeah. you. I'm just waiting for the bus. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I briefly had the thought of why is he asking that bank teller for money outside of a bank? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Slang that thing in a jumpsuit, man. <laughs> it's like, hey, maybe, maybe that's his niche. You know, it's that market. Like, <laughs> I'd like to make a deposit and uh, a deposit <laughs> and a withdrawal. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna go ahead and give this movie no gratuitous boobies. They kept it classy, yeah, right? Yeah, none at all. Yeah. And, yeah, and I'm always looking out for those. And in fact, really, no oversexualized women at all. Like, all the women are dressed professionally and hold their shit together when they need to. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, uh, one of my probably my favorite uh, superpower of his was turning the preacher's Cadillac into a horse and buggy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That was pretty awesome. Like, uh, are the, were, I'm guessing those are the same horses from the cowboy scene. Somebody's like, oh, I got a cousin uh, who's got a ranch. Does he have a buggy? Yeah. Does he have a saddle? Yeah. I have a fucking idea. I have an idea. Let's make it work. Where is the nearest horses, church? Damn it, gonna, oh. so we got horses, damn it, we're going to use them. That's right. right? <laughs> have horses, we'll travel. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Kincaid and uh, Mr. Abar have a little chat in his laboratory uh, and they talk about uh, the psychic, psychic powers are beyond anything I would have imagined. And it, it, basically the explanation of the powers. And I have written down nominee for the Fuck You Science Award <laughs> this next year on our show. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was, I don't know. It, I, I, I know it was only like the last 10 minutes of the movie, but I really liked basically Mr. Abar becoming like, a, like Bruce Almighty and just changing whatever he walks by into whatever he wants it to be. That was pretty, pretty much. Also, I'm wondering, what is that rabbit going to use his uh, telekinetic powers to change? Right? I mean, obviously it's going to be to get more cabbage, but what else? <laughs> well, several years later, that rabbit has a spinoff movie called Donnie Darko. <laughs> and... <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> 
Everybody knows about the rabbit in that movie. Fun fact, that's the rabbit from Watership Down. <laughs> Where'd the car explosion come from? Because I was like, oh god, I missed 70s car explosions. I have that Oh, yeah, that was a bomb, some dynamite. Oh, that's right, yeah. the guy setting the bomb at Dr. Kincaid's house, and then Mr. Abar, like, teleports it into his uh, passenger seat. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh. oh my god this movie's awesome I... <laughs> Great. especially the last part mm-hmm. um oh and then like the all the Protesting neighbor neighbors. neighbors being caught in a windstorm oh, you, and, well you forgot about the, the, the reason why they all gather in the street is yeah. animal like snakes cockroaches rats <laughs> uh random shit starts peering in all their houses so they're all forced out of their own homes and then, uh, by the way, that snake in the uh, the boa scene, that is a gorgeous snake. Yeah, fresh, freshly shed. Freshly and... shed, super shiny. That is a gorgeous animal. I know you were I know you were losing your mind over those rats, too. Like, oh my god, they're so oh, cute! Yeah, those were somebody's pet rats, and they were super <laughs> fat and super happy and so cute. <laughs> Brent's just like, that chick is fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pay that much attention. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then there's basically the last scene of the movie. Where... How, are, how are the evil racists defeated? <laughs> By wind. Yeah, please tell me. By wind. <laughs> By wind, and then shrinking the screen slightly. And <laughs> yeah, no. that. What, what was that? That's what I want to know. Like, yeah. Is that making them disappear or something? Yeah, yeah. I, I was expecting to like go down to like super small, and then it was like roll credits, and I was like, is that the movie? No, it is not. There is one last major reveal in true 70s style. I believe, I'm going to go ahead and guess, because I've taken those like uh, analyzing film classes, the shrinking of the screen is to show that they are trapped by their own hatred. Ah. Yeah. You'll buy that, right? That sounds like something artsy and intelligent. <laughs> what? Ask me what it means. <laughs> but yeah, this so, is a Criterion movie now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so we end with the scene of the uh, the most bigoted neighbor coming out of her house because nothing uh, nothing bad seemed to happen to her. Um, and coming over to Mr. Kincaid and going like, I'm so sorry. I was so evil before I have an illness. And he goes, yes, I know. I talked to your doctor about it. And if you do this, you can be cured. You can cure me. Everything's awesome. Yeah. Sickle, sickle cell anemia. Oh yeah. She has sickle cell anemia. But wait, did she, did, during her explanation, did she she say she was black? she she did. Okay. Because I was wondering about that. I didn't know if that was Abor fucking with her mind or something. She came out and said... I act like I acted like this towards you because secretly I'm black. Yeah, and I've been hiding it all this time. Uh, yeah, and, and I was, I was like, like, "Wait, what?" what? <laughs> That's why she wasn't affected by his powers. Apparently, being black means you're immune to his powers. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it, and that was like the last ten seconds of the movie. And I'm like, "Wait, what?" We Re- re- rewind. <laughs> yeah, I did the same thing. So I'm like, was he fucking with her? No, her heart was changed. She hated them because she hated herself. <laughs> but still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 Message. <laughs> and we're uh, just left with one mystery left. What happened to Abar's eyebrows? <laughs> <laughs> He is beyond eyebrows now. <laughs> he falls past them. No, no need for him anymore. <laughs> I don't need any kind of hair. <laughs> <laughs> and he becomes Ultron. No, yeah, I don't know. No. <laughs> and then he turns blue and becomes Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
so that's the that's origin story to the Watchmen. Too. I love how it just ended like super abruptly too. Yeah, right, right after that bombshell was dropped, it was just like, <laughs> rolling credits. It's like, wait, what the fuck? Oh, oh no, no, yeah, that's right. That's right. It ended with the uh, "I have a dream" speech. That's right. That was part of it. Yeah. But it showed them walking off while the credits ran. Then when it faded to black, I have a dream speech played until the end of it. So that's Abar, Black Superman. Would you recommend this movie? Oh, hell yeah. I love this movie. Yeah, it was pretty good. I mean, (laughs) it's got some some rough parts and all that, like with the sound and all. But yeah, I I would definitely recommend it. But of course, we're everything I learned from movies. So what did we learn from Mr. Abar? I learned that I don't need eyebrows to be successful in life. There we go. (laughs) Very important. I learned that uh, at least a third of your script in a movie is it's okay to have it just be the first part of the I Have a Dream speech. Because <laughs> we didn't really touch on that, but a solid third of this movie is playing Dr. Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I get it. It's a it's great. But yeah, I didn't realize you could use that much of it as your script. The more yeah. you know. How about you, honey? I learned that... Uh... Superheroes are created by testing on bunnies. And that's why we don't have uh, that many superheroes running around now. That's why less and less kids have pet bunnies. So, yeah. <laughs> so basically what I'm saying is bring back bunny testing. <laughs> I can't say this enough. No. Um, <laughs> I'll say we're going to take a quick little uh, commercial break. Uh, throw out a couple commercials here, uh, including one for... Home Video Hustle, where Brent has joined us from. Woo! And when we come back, we got some fun facts. Fun facts! <laughs> hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it, sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might need something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.podbean.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the Defenders, yeah. but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. BMX shop. Oh, yo, get a new bike and roll. People want a bike, sells more want to lie. And that's exactly why. Edges limping bikes. Get at me, dog, and this bike. With this new store, I flip. Cause people know what I pimp. It's gonna be some slick. Don't know what to look for when you walk through the door. Or buy a renovated store. Boom, not anymore. Hello, my name is Wayne. How about a new chain? Tires that you can maintain. Great traction in the rain. My sales people with it. You want it? Come get it. Need repairs? We'll fix it. Whatever you got, we get it. Is DMX going crazy? With these prices, maybe. Backseat for your baby? That's my business, lady. Gotta make a move. We got electrics, too. Brand new bigger bike groove. Got them all like, ooh. So the next time you're downtown with a dime, bring her on inside and leave with a new ride. Stop. Drop. DMX, BMX shop. 
quality cheap, motherfucker! Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Weglin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first hey steve hey izzy (laughs) those were some awesome commercials those were some amazing commercials the greatest commercials that ever commercialed especially that one for home video hustle they get better every week i don't know know. how they do it man i know it's crazy if only we had oh hey brent (laughs) (laughs) hey brent have do you subscribe to home video hustle yes i listen to their episodes multiple times a day every day see if you want to be like brent you need to listen to them almost nonstop. i'm just i'm just curious though where could i get some home video hustle merchandise if such exist oh you can go to redbubble dot com slash hvh podcast and you get t-shirts notebooks cups and all kind of other great things oh i need an hvh cup to drink this lovely beer that i have in my hand excellent well what kind of beer is that a cup (laughs) (laughs) here i can empty this cup real quick i'm gonna have to drink it straight from the bottle (laughs) so we have one more beer it is Sierra Nevada's Northern Hemisphere Harvest Wet Hop IPA. Sorry, I ran out of oxygen. <laughs> Dude, do we need to get? Do we need to go get oxygen out of the back of my car? And... Apparently, I don't know what's happening. All right, North. Oh, hello. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and we're now joined by DMX. No. <laughs> Northern Hemisphere features hops from Wakima, Washington, picked and shipped to our brewery, brewery within 24 hours to capture the hop aroma and flavor that, that when they're most profound. Northern Hemisphere is loaded with complex earthy earthy green flavors and notes of rose grapefruit and pine brewed in chico california and mills river north carolina to bring you the finest quality beer 6.7 percent by volume nice yeah drink responsibly oh, oh my top <laughs> <laughs> Woo! wow that is hoppy right off the bat super hoppy sierra nevada is definitely for hop heads let's see and pour 
So happy, happy. Here, I'll take the bottle. <laughs> like a beer <laughs> without a cup. Because <laughs> I need an HVH cup. <laughs> All right. This beer is a, wow, really pretty, like. Yeah, red, coppery. Kind of coppery auburn color. Yeah, super clear. Sierra Nevada beers are usually super clear. Um, Got a nice foamy khaki colored head lots of tiny little bubbles steve's gonna go in for the sip oh no oh no, no actually he looks like he's fine <laughs> he looks like he's okay i think he'll survive um <laughs> yeah 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 definitely a lot of citrus and yeah a little bit of pine oh. yeah that's a nice little ipa yeah it's hoppy but it's not like uh doesn't taste like drinking pine salt <laughs> or paint thinner <laughs> Yeah, it's as, got like a lot of some hoppy beers taste like paint thinner. Sorry, sorry, Pliny <laughs> lovers, <laughs> you have bad taste. No, um, but yeah, this is nice. But yeah, a lot of citrusy. If you like like grapefruit and yeah, like a little bit of pine, but not overpowering. That's a good beer. Indeed. <clears throat> Grant, oh, you yeah. still uh, enjoying your beverage on your end? Oh yeah, probably too much. <laughs> <laughs> Cannot enjoy it too much. Excellent. Well, right. Does anybody have some fun facts? Super fun facts, because they're fun, fun facts. Well, I got a few. <laughs> uh, I mentioned one earlier where uh, Tobar Mayo, the actor that played uh, Mr. Abar, uh, starred as the third Indian in uh, Escape from New York. Uh, but also, uh, this movie has a couple different names that it was released as. There was oh, Abar, Black Superman, uh, the first Black Superman, and then it was re-released as In Your Face. And... <laughs> I don't know if you guys saw the the poster or whatever. Who is on the cover of yeah. that? I don't know who those people are. It's <laughs> terrible. Yeah. That is, it is super weird. Like, I have no idea who the people are on there. Because they're not in the movie, that's for sure. No, they're not. It's <laughs> some random ass people. It, it, it looks like, I, I mean, <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, Brent, uh, but it's similar to when Master P made a movie called Black Superman. <laughs> Yes. It looks like a cover for one of those uh, No Limit movies or whatever. That's exactly what it looks like. I think they called it like pen and pixel style. It looks like one of their damn album covers. Yeah. Oh, my God. Those album covers were fucking ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Going down memory lane for a second. Come to... <laughs> Steve, is that a boner? Wait, what? No, no. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Uh, that's that's really all the fun facts I got on this movie. There wasn't a whole lot I was able to find. How about you, Brian? You you you, you found I was filmed in L.A., but anything else? Interesting? And in a brothel. In a brothel too. Fun yeah. fact. Oh, it was a couple of things. Let me see. I got a couple of them written down. I got to turn back. Oh no, I did see. I actually saw some. I was on IMDb, and the the girl, the woman that played the the daughter, she left an IMDb review. Oh really? <laughs> what was her uh, review of the movie? She gave it a five out of ten. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's she a... said, uh, was, I agree with most of the reviews here. I am the child actress Debbie Kincaid. I did not have any formal training, and I'm not sure if any of the others did either, but I think they did. I, however, had an amazing time and great experience filming when I was young. It truly is a bad movie. However, the storyline was great. This is absolutely a low-budget movie, as I didn't get paid at all. I didn't have a clue it was even on tape or DVD as I had not seen the movie until I was in my 40s. Someone searching my name had asked me about it, so I had to do a search for it myself, and it popped up under my name to their, um, it, it popped up under my name as the original name of the movie was changed from Super Black to A-Bar Black Superman. Whoa, the original was title Super was Black? Super Black? Yeah, I was like, that, that was another fun fact. I forgot about that one. Yeah, that was fucking awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh. 
Steve, oh. we got to rename this episode Super Black. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Doctor Kincaid definitely seemed to have like like stage experience. Like he had a he seemed know, like great an actor. voice. Like like he had yeah. the actor voice, but. Yeah, most of the other people, I mean, they're very casual and, you know, playing it that way and stuff as well. But yeah, he, he especially seemed... Uh, Classically trained. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm looking for. I thought so too, but when I looked him up, it said this was the only credit he had under his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, for I, movies, I that though, if he was in stage, it wouldn't be on IMDb. That's true. Yeah, yeah, true, true. Yeah. Good point. Good point. You know, he could just be like the greatest L.A. Uh, community theater actor ever. There you go. <laughs> I mean, how much do you know about L.A. Community Theater? <laughs> Honey, he is the star of the Bludge Black of Bludge Blom. <laughs> oh, <laughs> For those of you out there who don't get that, that's a Simpsons joke. One of my favorite ones. It's very minor, but it's uh, Homer's watching TV and the commercial goes, uh, now returning to Blackula versus Black Dracula. Up next is the Bludge Black of Bludge Blom. <laughs> I love it. And it's the stupidest, shortest thing, and I love it. <laughs> All right. So now for the most important question. When this is rebooted in three years, who stars in Super Black? Because <laughs> that's what I'm just going to call it. <laughs> hmm. We got to squeeze The Rock in somehow, because I'm pretty sure there's a law. <gasps> oh, I know who The Rock can be. Who? Mr. Mabel, the <gasps> neighbor. <laughs> So she has a husband? So he can be like a super racist? <laughs> like, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> I, I, and I hate myself, and that's why I've been so hard on you guys. <laughs> He's the that's guy like, setting the bomb. That's, that's mildly fucked up, I know, but... <laughs> well, we also have to, I'm pretty sure there's a law, we have to put Kevin Hart in it. And then uh, the real question is, is this going to be a Tyler Perry... Uh... Oh, I assume Tyler Perry's going to oh. be the director. Oh my god, Tyler Perry plays all of the parts. <laughs> it, it's it's going to be the stage production, Super Black. And, and he, he goes white girls on all the, like, all the, all the neighbor scenes. <laughs> oh god. Uh, Brent, you got any ideas? Uh, like, Do- Dr. Kincaid, I mean... Idris Elba. Yeah, say, everybody says Idris Elba. That's... Ooh, Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, yeah. He's, he's got that voice. You can pull it off. <gasps> Lawrence Fishburne as Abar. <laughs> I, we get him as the... I, I believe that ship has sailed. <laughs> <laughs> All he has to do is sit there and squint his eyebrows. <laughs> like, come on. He does have a badass stare, that's for sure. Yeah. Hmm? yeah. Say, who would be Mr. Abar? See, it's got to be somebody, can't be just like a teenager. It's got to be somebody yeah. who's risen to the ranks of the BFU. Will Smith. <laughs> That's not well, a bad you idea. Know what? This movie may have been remade already. You ever it, seen Hancock? Hancock? Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> the other thought I had for uh, Mabel was uh, Charlize Theron, so that ties right into. Oh, there it is. Hey, come on, she is an African American actress. It's true. It's true. Hancock <laughs> too, super black. <laughs> yes, yes. Hello, Hollywood. <laughs> what do you mean straight to DVD? Can't we at least get Netflix? We can do a limited release. Trust me, it'll work. <laughs> and that's when the money rolls in. Yeah. Oh my god! And then Jaden Smith can even be the uh, the son. The son. 
And then we get to see Jaden Smith get hit by a car. Holy <laughs> shit. Steve, is that a boner? <laughs> Sweetie, audio podcast. You don't need to keep calling this stuff out. No, nothing but health and success for the Smith family. Yes. <laughs> oh no, father, there is a bomb. <laughs> Denied. <laughs> what was what was that awful movie? After Earth. After Earth. Yeah. Oh, that was, Ooh. That was Ooh, a is, rough one. Is Am I going to direct the reboot? Because there's that <laughs> real twist ending at the end. <laughs> she was black the whole time. <laughs> Start peeling the face off, and it's black underneath. No, oh my god! It, it turns out she's CCH founder. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, she was she was a ghost the whole time, and and then it's like that's right. No white girl's been named Mabel since 1884. <laughs> uh, and then I liked mine better, but okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> These will be the uh, DVD extra alternate endings that we'll have. <laughs> the the alternative also being that Dr. Kincaid was Mabel's grandpa. And, oh wait, that's a Time Raider reference we should. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Spoil the whole movie, why don't you? Uh, so yeah, Mr. Abar, Black Superman. Brent. Uh. Thank you so much for joining us and going over this wonderful movie. I I really do appreciate it. <laughs> thank you again for bringing it to my attention. So <laughs> mad I didn't know about this one. And thank you for bringing to my attention Masterpiece Black Superman, which has a 1.8 out of 10 <laughs> rating on IMDb. <laughs> and, and I'm telling you, that it's, a, it's a lie. I don't believe IMDb. It's a 3.9, so don't believe that either. Oh, shit. Wait, wait, so here's the question. Is IMDb being generous with Masterpiece, or are they uh, they being a little harsh? That's super harsh. I love oh, that okay. movie. Okay, because sometimes a 1.9 is kind of generous for some of these movies. <laughs> that, that's definitely like an 8 out of 10 for me on that one. Oh, All right. Shit, we may have to find... <laughs> Coming next week! No. Woo! See, this is why I like you, Brett. you got the same taste in movies as we do. <laughs> I tell people that all the time, especially in our little chat. Like, I, y'all the only ones I could talk to about movies because everybody be like, oh, that's some trash. Oh, yeah. be like, oh, we love that movie. Yeah, <laughs> Death Wish. Who else is excited about that? Me. Me? <laughs> you know what? That movie's going to do... Too. People are going to do terrible about that movie because Steve and I were talking about it earlier. Uh, people who go to see it either A, haven't seen it since the 70s and so do not remember what it's about, or Vengeance. B think they've seen it but have ever not never actually seen it they've just seen people redoing it or you know like it um being kind of like spoofed on shows and that and they've seen commercials and i think they're all gonna forget that you're not really supposed to like the main character all that much <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he's a bad person Ooh, well by the way if you love the death wish movies which i know you do if you're listening to this podcast yeah you do check out the foreigner starring jackie chan and pierce brosnan no if you like if you like jackie chan movies if you like pierce brosnan movies if you like like bond movies if you like quentin tarantino movies all of those movies that movie's fucking awesome yeah jackie chan does a plays a great old chinese man That may be the part he's not really acting, sweetie. <laughs> oh, I hope he's acting, because otherwise he's limping really bad. Yeah. <laughs> but, the oh, the action scenes are great. Like, 
to the point he is playing up being an old man so much you almost think, oh, this has to be stud doubles, and then you realize, no, it's Jackie Chan. Yeah. <laughs> I still need to see that one. Oh, um, oh, watch it and love it. It's, <laughs> oh, it's so good. Pierce Brosnan does his best Sean Connery impersonation. Oh. Yeah, oh, he's got the Irish accent, and but it goes Welsh. <laughs> yeah, it it fluctuates a bit, but it's it's amazing. It's so good, it's so good. And this is the, it's definitely one of those movies that when you think it's gonna zig, it zags, and you're not gonna be able to predict it. So don't even try. Yeah, you don't know what you think. It, it starts to go in like a very classic action movie like direction. You're like, oh, I know what's gonna happen next. Nope, <laughs> it's gonna be bloodier. Uh, it's. So, not that gory, actually. Yeah, well, yeah, there's, gore, yeah, really there, there's a little bit of blood. It's not like an Eli Roth movie, Death Wish, but yeah, it's 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 good. Yeah. It's intense. There's one bear trap scene that made me flinch, and that was about oh, it. And yeah. I'm a total puss when it comes to like gore and torture. <laughs> so, Brent, uh, I listened to your most recent episode where you and PJ talked about Song of the South. I highly recommend it to anyone. Song of the South or the episode? <laughs> Oh, uh, the episode, of course. <laughs> Not the movie's oh. movie's trash, but <laughs> but uh, trash. A- anything else you guys got coming up in February? Um, February, well, we got uh, we doing our Black History Month over there, but we ain't got Ooh. no thing. We're just you know doing our random picking stuff off the back thing we do. I'll say though, we got we did all the episodes already, so they're all done. Oh, next week. We got a movie from the seventies. Next week after that, we got a movie from the nineties, and then the last week we got a movie from the two thousands that nobody has probably ever heard of. Oh, <laughs> ooh, and I I'm can't excited. wait. Any any hints? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a hint because nobody's gonna know what it is anyway. Okay. It's a directed DVD movie. It's oh. a directed DVD hood movie about vampires and werewolves. <gasps> I'm excited. I love monster <laughs> movies. I'm excited. Is it Black Underworld? No, <laughs> Blunderworld. Uh, <basically>. <laughs> Blunderworld. Jesus. <laughs> Underworld after dark. Oh. Ah, no man. Thank you. <laughs> Someone's bringing in our house and giving us trash. No, no. <laughs> Somebody broke in our house and left garbage on the floor. <laughs> our house is really old, so we have like the mail slot that's like through the door. And then we've got, like, a storm door on the outside, so when, when the mailman opens it, it's, like, chunk, chunk of the metal storm door, and then, thunk, of, like, the big, heavy mail slot. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh my god, <laughs> we're being attacked! Uh, so if we wanted to catch all these uh, February episodes, I believe we can follow you at Twitter at capital H, capital V, capital H, capital P, Oddcast, is that correct? Lowercase Oddcast, yes, Lowercase Oddcast, Okay. <laughs> and, and, and where else would we be able to find you? You can find us on there. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash HBH Podcast. You can find us on Instagram as Home Video Hustle Podcast. And you can follow us on YouTube and subscribe to us because there's a new video every Wednesday. If you want to know what we're doing on Friday, you can watch the video on Wednesday. And you can just type in Home Video Hustle in the search bar, and I assure you we'll be there. It's yeah. true. And the videos are great. Uh, they also occasionally post uh, some of their uh, films from a few years ago before the podcast started. <laughs> Those yeah. are amazing. And <laughs> looking forward to plenty more of those. <laughs> There's a couple that are still unreleased. Ooh. <laughs> but you got to space them out. That's, a... that's when you get exactly. the most box office. <laughs> make them, might make them wait for it, anticipate it. There you go. So you've so fall- even done some stuff recently. Oh. 
they put it out there yet. Well, there you go. So follow them on Twitter. And while you're following them on all the platforms, you can, of course, follow us. Everything I learned from movies or at EILF Movies. Uh, we're, not, we're on Spotify now. Check us Woo, out on Spotify. Spotify. Uh, all that stuff. Uh, um, you can find my art uh, at www.izzycreates, I-Z-Z-Y, creates.com. Uh, got, got links up to... Various t-shirt print-on-demand services with awesome art on it, including Movie Monsters Who Love Kittens. Got my Etsy shop up. Sh- <laughs> Etsy shop <laughs> Got your Etsy shit? There. Got Etsy <laughs> shit. <laughs> so much Etsy shit. Um, yeah, lots of good stuff. And of course, uh, you can find us on Patreon as well. Patreon.com slash EILF movies. Uh, every dollar you donate goes into a drawing where we have our uh, our monthly prize giveaways. I haven't quite decided what it's going to be for Black History Month, but it's going to be awesome. So get well, in on that. Fun fact, uh, Black History Month is also Women in Horror Month. So Ooh. really, we have all missed out because it's really Pam Greer Month. You know what? All right. I think I've got an idea for a par- prize package. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ghost of Mars. No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, don't do that. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's what you joined us for. That's right. <laughs> you win red camo pants. <laughs> Win Ice Cube's pants. <laughs> They're only they only come in a men's extra short. <laughs> Win these limited edition breathing goggles. No, uh, uh, so you guys, th- thanks for joining us, Brent. Uh, hopefully, we can join you on a side hustle one of these days. <laughs> you might have to get Black Superman popping off on there. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I'll I'll try to find it. <laughs> pretty sure you and PJ owe me a big trouble in Little China side hustle. Oh, there we go. Oh yeah, we got your. Uh, oh yeah, let me real quick. I'm gonna throw this out there for him. In March, we're doing Listener Appreciation Month, and next oh. week, or I don't know when this is coming out. Whenever you hear this, <laughs> it's getting close to that deadline. And we got you, Izzy. We got you on there for Big Trouble in Little China. So you going in the hat? Oh, there's a chance we may pick that out. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Oh, you better start shooting some video of both of your faces when you watch this movie. <laughs> I took a friend of mine. We went and saw it on the big screen a couple of years ago, and one of our friends had not seen it. And we exited the theater, and the only thing he could say was, what the fuck did I just watch? <laughs> <laughs> and they tur- kept turning to me and going like, so this is your favorite movie? Like, yep. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> cool thing is, even if it doesn't get picked, we talk so Pete. No matter what, we're going to eventually do every movie that we got thrown at it. So it's coming for sure. Woo! Excellent. Excellent. Look forward to it. So, yeah, send in your submissions at uh, HVH Podcast. Um, and until next time, I'm Steve. I'm Izzy. And I'm Brent. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from Movies. Good night, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. Yay, we made podcasts happen. <laughs> Hey, this is Liz. And this is Heather. And we are Nerdy Bitches Podcast. A show where two geeky ladies podcast their way through pop culture. From movies and TV to our regular book club and everything in between, we bring you our favorite fandoms with a feminine eye. We're talking Star Wars, Star Trek, Harry Potter, DC Marvel, comic books, and anime. And don't forget sci-fi, fantasy, action movies, video games, D&D, board games, and so much more. Be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbeam, or wherever you find awesome podcasts. You can also find us hanging out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and at nerdybitches.com. Talk to you soon. 
Hi, guys. We interrupt your favorite podcast to interrupt you with an ad for your new favorite podcast. Wait, wait. Isn't this playing on somebody else's show? Exactly. So then how are we – I thought we were their new favorite podcast. Well, we're going to become their new favorite podcast after they hear this advertisement for our show. What's our show called, Justine? Superiority Complex. Yeah. Where can they find us, Patrick? Uh, Twitter and Facebook. Yeah, exactly. You can go to at Soup Complex on Twitter, S-O-U-P Complex, and you can go to Facebook.com slash Soup Complex. But our main page is on Podbean, and you can find us there at www.superioritycomplex.podbean.com. New episodes are out every Thursday. Justine, yes. what do we talk about on the Superiority Complex? Nerdy stuff. Perfect. Don't get all sensual with your voice. Yeah, did you hear that? I heard it. It's a little inappropriate. If you want to hear a little more of that, tune in to the Superiority Complex. One more time, Justine, what do we talk about? Nerdy stuff. Nah, wasn't no. the same. You tried. Hi, I'm Phil. Oh. <laughs> did someone just did someone just <laughs> sign off of AOL? I'm Paul. I really don't have a lot on this. Oh my god, this is this is rolling off the rails real quick. And I'm Dennis. I, I am so guys. mixed up today, just don't even listen to me anymore. And together we are... Voltron! Well, no, not Voltron. We are Useless Debates in Pop Culture, a weekly... Or we at least try to be. ...podcast that allows you to pick the winner. Ding, ding. ding. By no means the a land. Internet point. strikes again. Yeah, for sure. We will debate anything. So if you want to hear debates on such useless topics as best Val Kilmer role, Ooh, Tombstone, Tombstone, or best movie soundtrack, American Graffiti, or the most successful former boy band member, JT, then tune into our show. Your podcast is so well named. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Podbean and Google Play. And our website, uselessdebate.com. All right, there we go. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs>